brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, welcome, hoes I'm gonna get with and hoes I already got with. Welcome to this conference on climate change. Hey, fun fans, it's We Enjoy Wrestling. That's right. The sometimes maybe quarterly, but sometimes just whenever we feel like it podcast is back to talk about all the things grapple butt and wrestling. Uh, This is WrestleMania weekend podcast edition uh, where uh, Eric stayed his ass in L.A. and didn't go to uh, didn't hop on a flight, make a, a and Jam pack his weekend full of wrestling events and, you know, tiring himself out and just uh, subjecting himself to an exhausting endeavor like we usually would. I did, but I also live here. So the traveling wasn't even an, an issue for me here in the DFW area. I'm, I'm going to make them come to me. They are. Next year, it's going to be the reverse, <laughs> right. the switchback, the flip flop. Right. Except I think you'll actually make it out here <laughs> like me this year. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, it's still going to be two nights, as we learned. It seems like it's going to be that way going forward. Uh, I, I, I figured they, I didn't want them to, but I also figured they would because it's more money, it's more whatever, it's more hoopla. So I don't think they can, though they turned on that faucet for a pandemic-specific reason, they're not going to turn it off now, I don't think. Even if the sink overflows. And also... <laughs> Uh, what do we argue like week in and week out when we're on We Enjoy? Uh, the fact that like weekly releases means to more conversation. So like one extra night means more buzz, right? Just like you sure. said. All right. Uh, look, one night of WrestleMania has its ups and downs. Two nights of WrestleMania has its ups and downs. Um, they're both, they're both, we have to take the good with the bad. Uh, they're both shorter shows, but still it's a lot to... Um, to uh, go through and you know with it comes the challenging of programming two nights having two main events but also having sunday be the main event main event you know unofficially because it's the last one uh Mm -hmm. how do you stack both nights so that maybe uh i feel like people who were there for the first night were there for the second night you know what i mean like it's like you're like how do you treat the, the the night one people right how do you treat the night two people right uh they're not really the the varying different audience uh, to some degree, but uh, I feel like night one, they advertise Stone Cold. 
and there was the big Cody Rhodes buzz. And so like that was sort of the night everyone was watching. And then night two, uh, there were no like surprises that people were anticipating. So Stone Cold showing up, giving night two crowd a, a surprise was a lot of fun. But that wasn't like obviously advertised and um, nothing else was really a big surprise on night two. Uh, unless you, you know, um, yeah, the, the I guess the whole Vince and taking the stunner poorly from Stone Cold was the big surprise uh, because I was talking about it in the press box. Uh, what do you get on night two? Is it the same op- opening musical act? It wasn't. Do they get the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders again? They don't, but they did because they, they accompanied did. Pat McAfee to the yeah. So it's like they they found a way to sort of recycle bits from night one into night two to make to balance the the scales of justice, Eric. Right, right. Uh, we are the Matitude, Eric. I am Matt Fowler. Say hello, Eric. Didn't come to Dallas, Goldman. Hello. Uh- when we do, we enjoy wrestling. I'm like, oh, the Matitude Eric is actually a reference that people might understand more. <laughs> uh, I still so feel you... like maybe the people who listen to We Enjoy who didn't follow wrestling understand that because the Attitude Era was so big, but probably not. Um... <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because just by two nights, you know, you inevitably create a competition between them, uh, not on the same exact scale, but. You know, there used to be the thing that when NXT TakeOver was the night before Mania, and that was kind of setting a bar uh, for Mania. The Mania usually couldn't match um, at the time. Uh, but now you just set a bar for yourself. And uh, it's just, it, it's asking a lot for people to, uh, both both in person and at home, to sort of like get that hype up again. I, I imagine it's like, Matt, although I've never experienced this for myself, though you have uh, a multi-day uh, festival concert uh i've only done one day festival concerts uh as far as like okay but i've only could... done one multi-day festival concert <laughs> right, um, right uh which is my uh one and only coachella back when i feel like it was way more tolerable than it is now though the heat certainly wasn't uh that never changes never change heat uh no notes um 10 out of 10 super hot sun yay i but also i was going there for a very specific act everything else was just great because i got to see bands i liked but i really was going to see faith no more but um yeah uh let's talk about the era we're in now and how different this wrestlemania weekend is uh here as me someone who is boots on the ground and you just experiencing it uh, elsewhere but like Coming out of the pandemic last year, uh, it was uh, held in a big stadium still down in Tampa Bay. They made it over uh, two nights. Uh, Some of it was really great. Like obviously the night one main event between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks uh, was what people are really talking about at this point uh, a year later. And I think it went over well. I think they only had like 20 to 30,000 people in yeah, there. Yeah, it was but not nowhere near capacity. Sure, it was like, it was like a much bigger, it was like a, a it was like a raw crowd plus, right? And, right. but they, but it still looked great. Like they, they lit it so that it, it looked like it felt like a big man event. This was back to um, what it used to feel like for WrestleManias, though. The last time they were here in Dallas, they, you know, uh, broke their indoor attendance records, fudging the numbers a bit to get to 100K, but still like a packed, packed stadium. Here, both nights were about 77,000 people. So it was still a lot. Uh, they sort of reworked it so that it wasn't meant to fit 100,000. So it didn't look like there were empty spots. But uh, we are in an era where NXT, as we knew it, is sort of officially dead. There's 2.0 sure. going on, which I'm sort of not following. Uh, 
Uh, two nights now means what do you do with the Hall of Fame? What do you do with NXT TakeOver? Because that, well, not TakeOver, but the NXT pay-per-view. And SmackDown now being on Fridays. Right, and, and no longer a, being a able to be a thing when the pandemic happened. So it's like they hadn't really had to deal with that on a permanent basis yet. So you used to be able to do like TakeOver Saturdays, Hall of Fame's Fridays. Uh, SmackDown had already been taken care of. Raw after Mania is already a thing. So now they sort of had to... Uh, Cram the SmackDown and the Hall of Fame together, and the Hall of Fame uh, didn't have the stage element anymore. That had the uh, everyone was going went to the ring, like they made it more of a, a ceremony in the middle of the ring. Um, and then the more curious and interesting aspect was putting the NXT pay per view the afternoon of night one of WrestleMania. Right. Which, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, that is a lot. But here's the thing: if you are traveling. Uh, unlike you and me who like have been have had the privilege of being able to travel for business and pick and choose what we go to if we feel like it uh, in some regard and also having NXT in a completely different night. If you are traveling from elsewhere in the country or from elsewhere in the world, you do want to sort of pack this time with as much wrestling as possible. So maybe it's as not as much of a chore as you and I would feel like it is, but that's still a lot to go to. And then to the, you know, a full night of WrestleMania after that. And Dallas is not the most uh, WrestleMania friendly town as far as travel, because WrestleMania is in Arlington, which is a good half hour to 40 minutes away, more with traffic from the Dallas downtown area where the American Airlines Center is, where Raw and NXT was. So um, it's a lot to sort of go there, experience that, get to that. I did probably half, uh, maybe at least a quarter of what I would usually cram into a WrestleMania weekend. So I didn't go to SmackDown Hall of Fame. I didn't go to NXT. Mm -hmm. um, I allowed myself one extra sort of fun wrestling thing, which was on Friday. And it was in the afternoon, which was perfect. Uh, April and I went to the MLW Fusion taping in downtown Dallas. And it was done by five. And it was great because there was a Ring of Honor Super, uh, super Card of Honor that night that I really wanted to go to, but I, I just couldn't do that many nights in a row. Like I right, just right. like, okay. And you know, and that wound up being an awesome show that, um, you know, sorry, I missed, but you know, can't live inside regret. Um, <laughs> but so now, yeah. So we're in this era where like NXT isn't what it was. So therefore uh, Mon the, the raw after mania also isn't quite what it was. And I, yeah. and so the call-ups aren't going to be there. The crowd is different. There are no beach balls. There's no football chants from overseas. Like it's just not raw after mania is just not what it was either. Mm -hmm. uh, I was so surprised. Uh, I did go to raw last night, but I did leave early and got home and saw the final segment with Roman Reigns. Um, uh, that they just allowed that segment to go uninterrupted. Like he just came out and said, I'm the champ now. And that's how Raw ended. Like that does not feel like a Raw after Mania at all. No. And the, and the crowd, I was reading this on Twitter too. So I, didn't, I only saw bits and pieces of, uh, I didn't have you know time. I, well, I'd have to be watching it right now since we're doing this early in the morning. So I just watched a, a lot of the YouTube clips, but mm -hmm. even watching those and reading Twitter, people were like, oh, this has not got the same energy as a normal Raw after Mania crowd, and and that might also be you still know, travel is still tricky for a lot of people right now and stuff, and and you're probably not gonna like he said about not having the international football chance and stuff. Like you probably didn't have as many people from overseas. And, I, yeah. I feel like that's the case. I feel like maybe some people also left before Raw, and you know, like 
a lot of people, I don't know. It, it's just a different feeling. And I don't know if it ever, you know, it might not ever come back to the way it was pre pandemic. Right. Uh, though I do feel like the Raw's after manias were already calming their tits before the pandemic. I feel right. like the, 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 the height of, the raw after mania was at its peak sort of like in the last decade. And then once, then it started petering out after WWE felt like when WWE embraced the raw after mania aspect of it. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. sort of like in control. It wasn't like hijacked by the fans anymore. And they were sort of, there was a sweet spot where it was the fans being crazy and then booking for our fan anticipation and there were like a few years when it was great. Then it just sort of like um, uh, uh, faded away because the, the d- WWE took the reins on it too much. And then it, the balance was off. And now it's just regular Raw. Um, yeah. So it's also, uh, oh, sorry. You say- no, no. I was just trying to lead us into to actual mania talk because I know you're limited on time. So. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I am. But the, I just want to say that like NXT, it is really weird, like because I was, you know, I haven't been watching NXT regularly at all. And the fact that Stand and Deliver was Saturday afternoon really threw me. I had wondered. I was like, what, what, what are, are they doing a takeover? What's even happening? And when could they schedule it? And then it turns out it's Saturday afternoon. I'm just like, that is weird. And and it just makes it feel like a lesser thing, which, you know, just it's crammed in there now. It's just weird because, you know, our experience on a Mania weekend is we, we might have watched some um, NXT wrestlers in matches at Access, yeah. you know, a few hours before Mania um, as we're walking around. But yeah, to have it be its, its own event at a separate venue, uh, you know, just a few hours before is just is just very strange. And if it were the NXT uh, of five years ago, that would be a different thing because it would still be like, we, you know, the fans would be like, I don't care. I need to be there. Uh, but now because it is just feels like such a different product, it, it just kind of gives, well, it, and, once and, again, puts it in this sort of stranger, smaller category. And, and you know, previously uh, with on, in a different NXT, they would have come close to selling out the American Airlines arena. Right. Also, so 2.0 plus Saturday afternoon meant that like it was sort of sparsely populated. It was only like yeah. four to 5,000 people in there to the point where like the first match had just ended and Stephanie McMahon's Twitter account sent out a tweet saying like tickets still available for NXT stand and deliver. No, I was like, uh, I was like, Oh no, like just getting walk-ins like anyone oh, come geez. in yeah. pulling people in off the street. Hey, hey they're doing see- some sort of wrestling show. Should we go in? Hey, want to see a Paramount movie? We're doing a screening right now. Um, <laughs> All right, let's get into WrestleMania night one. We can have lots of fun. Um, so, uh, man, uh, I am so glad that Charlotte and Ronda, which I don't know why we were led to believe that that was going to be the main event. I think that's just how the Wikipedia page had the card laid out. I don't think mm-hmm. it was ever fully announced that that was going on last, but uh, many of us certainly thought it was going on last when, in reality, the main event should have either been, should have been Bianca versus Becky. And that match was certainly treated like it because they got the big entrances. Yes. Uh, the choice to put Stone Cold on last was the smart one because we didn't know it would turn into like what we didn't know was the Easter egg hidden inside that segment. What it, it was going to turn into an actual uh, bell ringing match. Right. Yeah. Like uh, so that was still the that or Bianca versus if Stone Cold had just been a segment where it was the KO show and he stunned him. Then yeah. they could have put that on earlier in the show. But because it turned into a full on 
uh, Steve Austin final match. It was the right call and uh, it was awesome. But what were your overall impressions of night one of WrestleMania? Um, you know, well, I, I hope I'm not uh, cheating here by just saying, like, my, first of all, I, my overall impressions of this entire WrestleMania were... And, were and your amazing viewing experience of the event. Yes. <laughs> we're very positive. Uh, uh, night one, probably even more so. Like, yeah, I thought this was a very good WrestleMania overall. Um, and night one, yeah, so my experiences of watching it were uh, unique in that I was at I was in at WonderCon. I was covering WonderCon, a convention in Anaheim. Uh, got back to my hotel an hour into Mania. Um, and then couldn't get it to the internet was so sucky. It would not play. I could see images of, uh, the Mysterios versus Logan Paul and, uh, uh, the Miz, uh, and I couldn't make it actually play. Um, it would just get stuck. And then I finally got it to play right before, uh, Becky and, uh, Bianca on my phone. Uh, so I watched night one. Uh, <laughs> That's where on- I watch all my Chris Nolan movies, Eric. Right. On my phone. Um, just propped up uh, in my hotel room. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that being, that's, that's my tenant viewing machine. That's your tenant viewing machine. I, I later went back and watched the hour I missed. Uh, however, uh, I very much enjoyed uh, night one. I thought, uh, you know, uh, there were a, a couple of uh, matches or matches I could have done without. Uh, but overall, uh, there was a lot, you know, the highlights were very high. Um, That's how Mania goes, though. I thought I too thought that this overall two nights was a good WrestleMania. I enjoyed myself. I, I mm-hmm. thought the crowd was really into it. Like usually, like like usual, there are going to be a few matches that feel like SmackDown matches that are just sort of like amped up a little bit because the crowd is super pumped because it's Mania. But like, um, like the first couple matches on night two felt like oh these could have been done on just regular TV, but. Um, Right. Same with the first two matches of night one, honestly. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, yeah, Drew versus Happy Corbin, definitely, which is yeah. some weird because they've been building to this for months when nobody ever felt like it was worth a two-month build. Um, but, yeah, the highs are always super high. You're always going to get awesome entrances as well. Uh, I have to say, you know, year after year, I'm always impressed by the WrestleMania production, the set, the screens are amazing. Uh, AT&T Center now has a massive, massive screen in the middle of it that like looks like you're watching a movie. So, you, so those of us in the press box who are pretty far back don't have to watch our TVs and don't have to watch the ring and also don't have to watch the tinier Jumbotron screens out there. There's like a movie, there's like a, a massive kaiju sized screen that we could watch uh, if we could choose to. Right. And um, yeah, the laser shows, just everything, the LED screens they use are amazing. And um, yeah, um, I feel like. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
yeah. The, uh, so the first match was Usos versus Nakamura and and Boogs, who unfortunately legitimately injured himself during that match and will now require surgery. And for all we can tell, they had to change the match or at least rush to the finish of the match because of it. And uh, wasn't a great way to open the show, but I don't think it really killed the energy that much. I am um, pretty. I, the fact that like it then right went right into Drew versus Happy Corbin was sort of like okay, like you said, both of these matches aren't like like huge openers to get the crowd up and on their feet. I think the crowd was doing a lot of the heavy lifting here, as far as like we're at WrestleMania and we're also happy to be live you know, coming through the last right. two years and we're just also overjoyed. Uh, it's probably, it's, it's one of the downsides of two nights probably is that they didn't have like one more bigger match on night one that would have not more naturally been the big match to kick off, you know? Yeah, you know, they put the the uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown, mm-hmm. which at least would have brought Finn Balor out because he didn't go to uh, have a WrestleMania match. Neither did Ricochet. And I'm just talking about them because they are both the respective U.S., and intercontinental champions who were left off the WrestleMania card. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, Drew versus Happy Corbin. uh, I I feel bad that Baron Corbin constantly seems to have the WrestleMania career of uh, you wish it wasn't Happy Corbin facing the guy you like better. (laughs) Like nobody wanted him to be Kurt Angle's final match. Nobody really wanted this for Drew McIntyre. Uh, but this, you know, they always seem to have to fit Happy Corbin in somewhere. I uh, it was funny because I'd um, I'd missed when he became Happy Corbin, and it was amusing to me to find that out. But also, I was legit loving despondent Corbin, and I thought he was doing that like, was some really people really did like that. Yeah, it, it was, was yeah, and he did really good work with that, and it was so over the top uh with how pathetic he was that i thought it was very funny and i thought you know they could have milked that longer you know we (laughs) joked in the past about how they always say like if you get fired from the wwe if you have a match where you lose your job with wwe that like the only thing after that is the soup kitchen the soup the unemployment line like all your like downing your luck the way the way that they act yeah yeah, like like a dirt like a dirt covered face coal miner like like right there's no opportunity for any other you haven't saved any of your yeah you have nothing in savings (laughs) you have made no other investments in your life uh and it is straight to just eating stealing bread from pigeons in the park um but so that will this really leaned into that to the point where we were supposed to believe he was destitute yet also still gainfully employed by WWE right, right. at the same time. Like he had an active WWE contract, but uh, was just <laughs> was absolutely destitute. Right. But smashing cans open on the side. It's just like as somehow WWE allowed week in and week out uh, uh, an actual boxcar hobo to walk in and just wrestle yeah. their, their their talent. Um sure. so uh yeah he uh um yeah he lost it the match was fine uh we were still every everything was big, going big, fine big sword chop chops the ring <laughs> so Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios was up next and it was a really fun match and Miz once again um like we will see with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is just one of their great go-to guys like Miz especially because he's been doing it longer uh for WWE at least go-to guys for bringing in and working with celebrities and making them look great, helping them train. Like last year, we're talking about the Bad Bunny situation where, you know, Bad Bunny and, you know, 
Royal, almost Royal Rumble winner, Bad Bunny at this point. Right. <laughs> also Grammy winner from this past weekend. Um, but yeah, it just went over amazingly. And uh, fuck Logan Paul. <laughs> um, this is just one of those things where, you know, I say fuck Logan Paul, fuck Ronda Rousey. A lot of these people that they bring in are, are not great people. Uh, he was playing the heel here, though. And like, you know, he he's talented. He looks great. He's tall. He's athletic. He uh, he could do the three amigos and a really great looking frog splash too to draw a lot of ire from the crowd and us in the press box. <laughs> and now it looks like he's going to be a baby face going forward, which uh, I'm even less into. But uh, uh, well, overall, unless they lean into the fact that uh, people were happy the Miz, you know, uh, turned on him. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Logan Paul is a shitty person. But I guess I have to give him the respect of that. He put the work in. I mean, they I, across the board. I mean, we'll talk about it with this mania, but obviously Bad Bunny last year. Um, there's someone else I'm blanking on this, but but it's like the bar has been raised on these celebrity matches a lot, uh, whether it be actually like pulling off cool wrestling moves or in the case of j- the jackass stuff, just like really delivering on an entertainment value uh, that you can't kind of do like just get away with what you used to do in the past with celebrity matches. And so, yeah, Logan Paul, I will say, uh, yeah, he, he put in the work. He looked good. He, he, he clearly, you know, there is, it's funny that bad bunny is now the, um, the bar. He wasn't at the yeah. bad bunny level, but he, yeah. uh, he still, he still, uh, looked very credible, uh, in there. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, the, you know, the has the heel and then yes, you kind of had this little twist ending with they, they win, but then this turns on him. Uh, I would love if they just then now misses the baby face for that reason. Uh, yeah, probably. yeah, it, it, and maybe that's why they weren't brought out for Raw after Mania because Miz would have been cheered for that. There's still an element of the old WrestleMania crowd in the you know it's not completely sure. dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they did boo Hulk Hogan last night at, at the American Airlines Center, so that was great. Uh, going forward on Raw though, I do feel like they can get him over more as a baby face with the regular sort of like just TV circuit crowd. Um, uh, fun match. This this really went over well. Um, and as you know, with respect to like the people they bring in that uh, Eric and I aren't fans of. Look, none of us in our lives want to be judged by our worst moment. But uh, so we do want to allow everyone the opportunity to grow, including ourselves, as far as like mm-hmm. us as human beings and going forward. For all uh, reports, he was nothing but respectful and nice to everyone backstage and like trained hard and really worked to pull this match off. Um, it, you know, we're also talking about somebody who's still uh, compared to me and Eric, a child. So, yeah, um, we hope Logan Paul uh, succeeds and uh, also uh, succeeds in wrestling and as a human being going forward. Um, so uh, Becky versus Bianca. Uh, amazing. Like, yeah, I can't so even good. imagine. I can't even imagine. So here's the thing. Both both this or Stone Cold could have ended the night like this if, if stone cold wasn't what it was like i said it would if it didn't turn into an actual official final match uh, this would have been the perfect uh capper for the night uh, they got the big entrances mm-hmm. it was really emotional they both looked like a fucking zillion bucks i i didn't catch what everyone was referring to on twitter as the mcu opening for uh, i watched it again and i saw yeah it. so I, I i guess i was like staring at my my laptop when um her sort of mcu like title card opening that, that was literally when i started to get watch it on my phone <laughs> it was like halfway through that uh, her entrance so yeah uh just an amazing moment and um 
an, a payoff that they maybe never quite intended when it happened, uh, but a payoff to the absolutely abysmal moment from SummerSlam that Eric and I witnessed in person yes. uh, with Bianca losing. So yeah, now, um, so what was it, it like? We're like seven months later now, the payoff as far as like what we're getting with uh, Redemption. a full match and a big Bianca win. So yeah. Uh, you know, so second year in a row with a big Bianca win, um, both meaningful in different ways. Uh, but yeah, this this was a hello hello match again. It was my first Mania match uh, that I would watch. I would go back later and watch what I missed. But uh, yeah, just just thrilling. Uh, they both like you know went all out. Um, yeah, this was uh, super exciting, and uh, it's it and and coupled with what happened right after, which wasn't quite at the same level, but still had its own incredible excite innate excitement. It was it was a, a really a really cool uh, portion of the night. Yeah. So right after this, what we went right into uh, husband and wife got to like go right back to back as far as like we went right into Seth Rollins, and man. There was like, you know, you're 85% sure Cody Rhodes is coming out. Yes. You just, and it's like, but you always have to leave that extra room for what if it's someone else? What if it's someone we don't anticipate? What if it's. And uh, can it be someone who will actually be thrilling? No. Well, that's the thing. It's like, because it's like, woe is anyone coming out like uh, RIP anyone coming out who isn't Cody Rhodes at that point, unless you're the rock. But that's not going to happen. So. Uh, anyone else they were bringing out Gable Stevenson who would show up the second night uh, anyone who was making their surprise debut it couldn't be an NXT call up because no one gives a shit at this point uh, so it had to be Cody Rhodes or nothing it reminded me of the Royal Rumble when everyone was expecting Daniel Bryan to still be in the Royal Rumble and there was only number 30 left to come out so everyone's on their feet waiting for Daniel Bryan to come out for a Royal Rumble redemption and it yeah. was Rey Mysterio and poor, poor Rey Mysterio <laughs> Suffering the slings and arrows from that crowd because he wasn't. You're not fan. Daniel Bryan. Not <laughs> He's like, you're right. I'm not. Um, <laughs> oh, Ray Mysterio, not good enough. I I think Cody Rhodes had to come out, and yeah, and it was what everyone was anticipating, which was Cody Rhodes as the American Nightmare in his garb, in with his song. I didn't uh, know. I didn't know that he uh, could use the song. Uh, and so, like that. the thing is, like AEW is not like the the massive corporate machine that WWE is, as like clamping down on trademarks and things like that. Right. As far as um, um, music and names and stuff like that, like as we just saw recently with Pete Dunne, uh, amazing technical superstar Pete Dunne. Uh, spent years crafting his own name and identity in both NXT brands gets brought up as Butch, a lackey right. of, of Seamus yes. uh, with a, with whose, Peaky, whose Peaky previous uh, accomplishments mean nothing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they own the name Butch, I guess. How can you, first of all, you can't own the name Butch. So I'm surprised they didn't give him a last name, but yeah. Um, Butch McButcherson. Uh, yeah. So this what and I think like this match uh, like this was it was a great match uh, everyone was just so super into this and I understand that there are camps I know that there are camps Eric there are team AEW there's team WWE and there's this weird online rivalry that uh, is very easy to stay away from if you just don't give a shit about like that kind of mm-hmm. thing uh, both companies have their ups and downs both companies have their good sides and bad sides. Uh, I understand why 
someone wouldn't want to watch AEW. I understand why someone wouldn't want to watch a you know WWE. I do find like with WWE, uh, you're more creatively disappointed because there's such a mechanism of of meh at times as far as like uh, they have the chance to do really cool things on a weekly basis and they just sort of choose not to. It's like they choose to hold back so much. They could be right. so much more and they're not because they don't have to be, right? AEW is in a, in a sort of a situation where they have to be and they have to grab you week after week. And so they are, uh, they're, they're hungry. They've got all their cards on the table. They're like, yeah, they're hungry and they're giving you feuds that you want to see. And WWE just constantly is sort of like keeps things in check and keeps things a lot more modest to their detriment. Um but uh, yeah, so, and you know, everyone's going to have online opinions about Cody Rhodes, like in his choice to leave the company that he helped start. But uh, everyone's on a journey that we don't understand and everyone's making decisions in their life that we're not a part of. And God forbid, they don't consult us about yeah. what they choose to do. Um, I was, it was very funny and surprising. And I, and I guess says something about a corporate decision that Cody's, uh, embargoed first interview that went up like simultaneously, basically the second after he came out uh, about his return was with Variety. Yeah, very uh, interesting. That, yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, not the usual go-to for our wrestling news. Um, so Variety get which I think probably speaks to WWE and where they want to be seen. You know, we're big entertainment. We're you know part of we're the same as like you know uh, um, Marvel Studios. Like that's what they you know the perception they want. So they did Variety. But everything, you know, of course, he did do press afterwards. Uh, but then even his promo on Monday night, um, he, you know, he's being very diplomatic about why he left AEW. He doesn't want to get into a pissing match about it. Uh, one day, I'm sure they'll, they'll talk more openly about it. But And why are we owed that? We're not owed that. And if both parties want to just be respectful, then that's that's very nice in this world. So, um, you know, sometimes people just have disagreements. And, you know, I feel uh, like a lot of it just has to do with like his own goals, his, his career. Uh, and like everyone's saying like, oh, ever, ask me what how he feels six months from now when like his right. push dries up and he's mid carding and he's like bad. It's like, I don't know, maybe him coming out at WrestleMania to that pop and his song was enough. Maybe that's like one of the biggest things he's ever done in his career and everything has been a culmination leading to that type of thing. And eventually he's going to win the WWE Championship, which is a huge personal reason uh, why he came back. Like literally that's a huge reason. Well, that's what I was going to mention is that I, there clearly is a falling out that happened with AEW that again, they're being very respectful about and don't neither side wants to like get into. But his decision to go back to WWE, I mean, he, you know, what he said in his promo Monday night is what he said in all the press he's done um, out of character, which is, you know, he wants to be WWE champion and yeah. uh, that that is a personal goal. And now obviously returns on in such a different level. So it's bizarre. Like, you know, we, uh, we, 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 well, we didn't talk about it that much because we didn't do it on a podcast. We didn't do, we enjoy wrestling just, inevitably people were going to go back to WWE who were in AEW. Uh, but I think everyone figured it'd be Jericho or someone like that. Not the guy who was like the founder of AEW. Right. Not the guy who was the face of the company. Not the guy who like took a sledgehammer to Triple H's throne right, uh, during right. the first official pay-per-view. I, I feel like, well, the other thing is like, and look, I love AEW. I watch it every week. I watch the pay-per-views. Uh, I'm going to double or nothing. I just feel like uh, people who feel betrayed by Cody leaving is like, 
is a little bit of like, hey, he was ours to abuse because this dude spent the last eight months he was getting booed a bunch at right. the end. <laughs> he was in a pit of booze that he could not get out of unless he turned heel and he didn't want to turn heel. Like it, right. it's it's kind of like what the, the, the hole that Seth Rollins for, found himself in facing Bray Wyatt. He had to turn heel afterwards and he's been healed ever since, by the way. He never came right. back into being babyface. So like he like this guy was being booed to the point where like he used to come out at the beginning of a uh, dynamite tapings. And then at the end of dynamite tapings to thank the crowd with the young bucks and everyone and, and, and Kenny, like, and everyone would cheer and just be happy to see him. And now he couldn't do that. Like he couldn't come out. He tried so many things to like get himself over, like nearly killing himself in matches, teaming up with people who guys who were being cheered. Right. And like the crowd was just, sort of like very contrarian and just got into that loop of, Oh, we boo Cody. Um, and we're going, we're going to force him to become heel. We're going to manifest this ourselves. And he didn't want that. And he went, he jumped over to another company and just got a massive, massive baby face pop in front of almost 80,000 people. So like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's got their own reasons. All right. Uh, I really enjoyed the match. I actually enjoyed the match more than the Edge AJ Styles match the next next night, which is I the one too. I was anticipating being the the show stealer, and it was good. It just never was what everyone wanted it to be, and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's go into uh, Charlotte versus Ronda, um, <laughs> which right- uh, you're, you you only need to carry this one, Matt, because full disclosure, I completely conked out during this match, and it's not. Because no, of no. the match. No, it was if it, it was Eric, <laughs> if it was because of the match, that's fine because the match was a snoozer. So and that's like, what I've heard. Uh it was just uh I'd been in a convention for two days and I had, hadn't slept well and I was laying on my side watching my phone. Uh yeah. and here's <laughs> and, the thing: I don't, I don't um I don't need to carry this because I'm not gonna talk about it a lot, uh, okay. except for the fact that it was right to not make this the main event, especially because well. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's the thing. A couple things. Uh, I'm not a Ronda fan. I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan in the world, though. I'm very happy that she beat Ronda and the right mm-hmm. person won here. Ronda is also coming back to way less buzz. A split crowd. This crowd booed basically both of them. So yeah. imagine if this went on last, like that would have been terrible. Like it would Ronda- have been, it would have been like Brock versus Roman a few years ago. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's skip over to the second night really quickly, just to the main event. Talk about yeah. Brock versus Roman since you just brought it up, but like, yeah, glad Charlotte won. Rhonda uh, is, is not, does not have the crowd support. She did when she first came into the company and actually had a very entertaining first WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Um, 
against the McMahons. But yeah, so, um, okay, let's talk about uh, the difference a, a handful of years make, actually, with uh, Brock versus Roman in the main event night two. An okay match. It's the match we expected them to have full of like their, their hitting themselves with their two, three signature moves back and forth on each other uh, over and over again, and then kicking out, kicking out over and over. And that's kind of like what we expected, but the crowd was way into it. I felt the intensity, even though I wasn't into the match. Uh, I really, everyone's loved heel Roman since he started, like he's just gotten mm-hmm. better and better. And so the differences that you just brought up when we were in Santa Clara watching the first match where Roman was a baby face, everyone was booing. They yeah. love the fact that Brock was just ragdolling him around the ring for like 10 minutes, like suplex city. Uh, it, but it was still a dud of a match until Seth Rollins came out and made the match an instant memorable classic because he saved that match. Oh no, but I, but that was, but af, was it? Yes. After and then yeah. since then, and so I'm that talking about the first one when oh, people right, were right. doing Roman. Now the second the first one, one had the thrilling end with Seth. Yeah. Then the, then the second one, they were still doing a baby face Roman who people were booing. Yep. Like they and, still had and there was much more even like we're over Brock. Oh yeah. People were still were 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 um tired of Rock at that point. So that match just went over completely it was flat. Beach balls. It was uh we are so checked out of this main event. Uh, uh there were chants, maybe even CM Punk chants, like at that point. <laughs> like it was awful. And so yeah, the difference now, some of the differences. Heel Roman, who is now coming off of a very like uh, main eventing two main events in the uh, two WrestleMania main events in the row within the same title run. Yeah. Like he is undefeated now two WrestleManias. He is going strong uh, with a very long title run, including two WrestleMania main events as a heel. And people are really into this heel Roman Reigns and love him and respect him. And he gets heel heat, but he also gets heel respect. And it's Mm -hmm. great. And Brock now being a very different Brock, uh, a Brock who is dominating in the ring, but also losing because he lost at um, when did he lose? He lost in Saudi Arabia, whatever it was, not elimination chamber, but he lost in Saudi Arabia. So he is losing and he lost to Roman Reigns previously in Saudi Arabia. So he's taking pinfalls now and he's smiling. He's cutting his own promos. I don't know what happened to flip that switch that now he can actually cut an entertaining promo. Yeah, as a babyface, but that wasn't a thing he did previously, and why he needed Paul Heyman in both of his and all of his title runs, really. Like, right? Like, uh, so, uh, and the fact that this crowd was just really into what was being put in front of them. Like, this was a pretty good at WrestleMania crowd, as far as like, yeah, happy to be back after you know, uh, the pandemic lockdown year, and then last year, like the smaller WrestleMania, and everyone's sort of traveling and out and about. And uh, just an overall good vibe. But yeah, uh, I'm not saying the match itself was uh, a, a stunner, but like uh, the crowd, w- it, the crowd was super into it and it felt like a main event, even if you weren't into the outcome necessarily. Yeah, the Charlotte and um, Charlotte and Rhonda, yeah, it just felt like, yeah, going into it. Yeah, they're just like you said, like Rhonda doesn't have the same like level of like hyper buzz. She, unfortunately, unlike Brock, has not grown as a promo doing promos. Um, and, uh, you know, I, or just I, like in the ring. No, as no. like an actual wrestler that doesn't rely as much on her 
Destiny. MMA submission holds because yeah. they lean into that with her, but she's also not picking up the fundamentals the way, you know, Kurt Angle spoiled us in a, in a, in a huge way, as far as like somebody coming from a different athletic arena into wrestling and picking up really quickly. Um, it can be done, but like he was such a fast track and caught on so quickly that we're all like spoiled when somebody doesn't get it right away. Um, other people obviously have gotten it over the years. Most, most, mostly football players, but um, like Roman Reigns and even Pat McAfee, who had a, who's had a tremendous showing. It was a lot of fun. Um, talented in the ring can like jump up to the top rope for a superplex. Yeah. Uh, amazing. All right. Really quickly, let's get into Stone Cold and KO, which was the main event for the first night. Uh, Stone Cold, he hasn't been away for 19 years. He's been back. Like, in fact, the last time in Dallas, he was in the ring. Like, he's come back for WrestleManias and pops and, like, segments where he stunned someone. Like he's been a, and, and, and he's been just a regular ongoing presence, down, you know, including his, like, podcast shows being on first WWE Network, now Peacock. So it's like, yeah, he's, he's definitely stayed a ongoing part of our WWE lives. It's, it's so crazy that, like, uh, and obviously in the end, looking back, it makes sense that it was turned into a match uh, that, you know, but the fact that, like, I'm going to have a KO show at WrestleMania and my guest is Steve Austin and I'm going to kick his ass. Like, right. it's like there was no, like, my guest is, and I have some questions he needs answering. Right. Like, it's anything like, I'm, like, gonna, I'm like, not going to go easy on him with my questions. Yeah, it's like, no, he's going to come out and we're going to fight on my talk show. So it was never <laughs> like, there was never an instance where we thought like there weren't going to be fist thrones and stunners pulled, right? right? Like, uh, but the fact that it got turned into his final match was, really great because he wasn't able to tell people that what his final match was his final match. We only learned it was his final match after it happened with the rock because he was told like, uh, Hey, you're going to be paralyzed if you wrestle anymore. And he made the decision to just have that one more match with the rock. And that was his final match. So we didn't get to say goodbye after the match. They didn't get to like have the hype uh, of it being that. And now, so this was his final match and it was absolutely the pop for him obviously but then not just the the pop for him coming out was expected but the pop for like the bell ringing on the match oh yeah yeah uh, like this is real this is going to have a finish with a referee um and it was it was great he took some bump he took a bump on the outside of the ring i was shocked by that one and of course you know you're like are you okay to do that you know not only because uh you know, ring rust, but because he had physical reasons, he stopped wrestling and he's an older guy now. So you're just like, are you okay to do this? But, but uh, because he thankfully uh, came through fine. And so it was very impressive when he took that bump, uh, not expecting that. Um, yeah. And he won and he got to, uh, he got to cover himself in a lot of beer and Kevin Owens in a lot of beer. And it would not be the last we saw of Steve Austin that weekend, but um, all due respect to Becky and Bianca. Uh, this was, I think, the right way to go with what should have closed night one. Uh, again, had this ju- had this not been what it was and had not been an actual match, uh, Becky and Bianca should have closed for sure. Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, in our um, suspension of disbelief um, uh, thing, you know, like, and this happens on Raw all the time, we make fun of it all the time uh, with Raw, which is the uh, uh, bookings, uh, the fact that we're, we're, we're to believe the WWE would have ended Mania with a talk show, even one where both the people are saying, I'm going to attack you <laughs> to the other No, person. no, that was the yeah. thing. It's like, obviously, like, 
yeah, we're to believe that like booking wise, they're like, yeah, we're good with them just talking and maybe one stunner. That's good for the end of WrestleMania. Um, uh, all right. Night two, uh, night two crowd got Triple H coming out, leaving his boots in the ring, sort of like this is another person. Sometimes wrestlers don't get to say like goodbye as far as like having their final like runs with matches leading up to a big one. Like, oh, this is my final match, um, which is why we wanted poor Baron Corbin, which is why we wanted more from Kurt Angle's final match, because he did get like somebody who was going to be his final WrestleMania opponent. And it just turned out to be Corbin Um, triple H uh, after his, uh, his heart attack, like, you know, he's, he announced uh, a week ago, two weeks ago that he wasn't wrestling anymore. It was his in-ring career was over. Yeah. I don't think it came as a surprise to anyone. I am very glad that his final match wasn't the awful DX versus the brothers of destruction, Saudi Arabia match, but his final match still wasn't like, a memorable one because I had to look at what <laughs> I had to literally oh, yeah. look up what it was. It was I think it was with Randy Orton, but um, yeah. So he, he got to come out, and I feel <laughs> this parts of me. I don't know his life. I don't know how he feels, but I feel bad for like obviously this happening to him, NXT happening to him, like everything, he, all the hard work he put into NXT, and everyone involved with that, him Regal, like so on, like and having sort of becoming what it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, seeing a, a, a lot of people that he helped basically leave the company and go to AEW. I don't know where Gargano is going to wind up. Uh, Champ, I think, is still he, he had his final NXT match, but I think he's going to be on the main roster. But mm-hmm. what are they going to do with him? Right. right. Um, he obviously already moved up to the main roster before he officially left NXT, too. So there's no big call up moment for him anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great to see Triple H, uh, because I was wondering at that point, like, what does night two have to offer, like, to uh, sort of um, counterbalance night one? Uh, then we got the RK Bro opener, and I just want to, yeah, the, the triple, I just want to say, and Triple H, yeah, it's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it was, it was, it, you know, it was, it was a nice moment. It was funny, it, it, it went on so long, like, it, and he, he obviously has earned it. It's just funny because it's like. He, he look he is clearly he already is in the um hall of fame uh you know has a member of dx he's clearly gonna go in solo probably next year um uh so but it was but it, so on one hand it's like if you're not i know well, wrestling that's not true there are some wrestlemania casual fans so it, it was a little funny to me like how long it went on if because he didn't do more like he wasn't obviously gonna have a match or anything uh i, I just wondered if he might like make a big announcement or something but at the same time he has earned that moment and there was like, it was, and you know, it was kind of a funny dichotomy. He came out in the suit, but he still did the spitting of water, um, which was fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the, the putting, leaving the boots behind, it was just, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a nice moment to give. Uh, and I think um, on the second, like you said, the second night of mania, like kind of needing a little more um, uh, shine to it, it. It added to that by kicking off with him doing that. Especially because people didn't know, Steve Austin was coming out again. Right. I'm talking about like what's advertised for night. Yeah, two. right. Right. What, what do you can anticipate? Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Uh, so RK bro versus alpha Academy versus street profits fun opener uh, could have been an email. Like could have been on SmackDown, but it was still fun. Uh, Randy Orton still looks like he's having a great time. And uh, they introduced Gable Stevenson. Uh, so they, got, they they did they introduced him the night before too. Now he got he got to get into it and yes. get like uh on uh the other gable. So Gable on Gable Crimes here. Yep. 
and he gave him a belly to belly suplex. I'm, I'm, I fear for Chad Gable being renamed Shorty again. <laughs> they decide that they can't have two uh, prominent gay. Boys. I guess they're just gonna call him Chad from now on, right? right? right. Like, yeah, probably because it's like Chad. if he has a match, they can't say uh, Gable here hurting versus. They have right. to say Chad and Gable or Look, Otis already lost his last name, so why not Chad and Otis? Did Otis ever have a last name? Yeah, he had a, he had a last name when they what were um, Heavy Machinery. Uh, Otisburg. <laughs> it's Otisburg. Um, now I can't remember. Uh, Otis uh, uh, Dojovic. Oh God, I don't remember. In the, no, I, I mean, but, I remember. Very man, well that sounds was, a lot like Dominic Dijakovic. Um, when, when, when he was on, uh, when he was on NXT, yeah, he had. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, the Lashley almost match went on too long, but I'm glad at Lashley won. Like I, you know, nobody wanted to see this, but uh, I'm glad Lashley got a good WrestleMania moment and was able to come out and wrestle after getting sort of chumped at Elimination Chamber and losing the title without being in the match. Um, all right, let's talk about the, uh, uh, we don't often talk about art here on We Enjoy Wrestling, <laughs> uh, much less high art, much less like elevated art. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, an amazing, and I don't, ca- <laughs> and I don't give it like, if you're out here to hate on this match, like get the fuck out. Cause this was absolutely uh, the press box was great this year. April and I went on night uh, one and then on night two, it was just me and I left early, but I did, I was there for this. The press box was great this year. Cheers, jeers, booze, laughs, like uh, very fun. We, we've experienced that in the past, Eric, with like big pops and like moments yeah. where we get really into it. But I felt like this year was uh, one of the best, uh, especially during this match. Like I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine that there was anyone up there actually like laughing and cheering, but then like taking to their keyboard and being like, oh, the, this is what the WWE is for kids, you know, like being all grinchy about it. Like it's possible, but like, I'll say that everyone who was there was way into the fucking hand and the mousetrap table and the, the, the ball kicking machine and the bowling <laughs> ball and the, the, the mousetrap, like, uh, holy shit, uh, uh, it, 20 out of 10. It escalated as it, and like it was a, it was a definitely great case of give the give the fans what they want because someone <laughs> on my feed, I forget who, said we man better be under that ring. Yeah, and guess what, everyone, <laughs> we man was under that ring, and then he freaking body slammed Sami Zayn. Uh. So um, yeah, uh, this was a delight. Uh, party boy Chris Pontius showed up. Um, even with get... my cursory knowledge of the Jackass franchise, right, uh, right. like this is all, I don't think I need to see, like, I, I think I've been jackassed. I don't need to see like an actual episode or a movie at this point because uh, they like play the hits, right? Like, <laughs> like they played the hits. And it was funny because uh, people had, you know, made a couple of snarky things about the fact that, uh, you know, it was definitely like the B or C list uh, jackassers were the ones in the crowd, which was true. But then a couple of the major other guys were like the surprise entry, you know, Steve-O wasn't there, but Chris Pontius and Wee Man were. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was so fun. It was the kind of match where like, yeah, it's like the giant hand is so great because this is a great suspension of disbelief moment because clearly the crowd would see the giant hand being set up. And so would everyone involved in the match. Like, like Sami Zayn would have like uh, peripheral vision to notice it. Uh, it was kept off camera as a surprise, and I loved it. You know, it just, yeah. But uh, also, like, how many times are do wrestlers set up elaborate table things, like for no reason except that for a spot, like 
15 right. minutes later. Like, you know, right. like why is he setting the table there? Like, uh, he's not even doing anything with it right now. It's just for later. And we accept it. It's just all part of the show. Um, and, uh, and I like that there was a table covered in mousetraps, which of course did get, you know, used, but then a giant mousetrap on top of it. Uh, also, by the way, the, the ball kicking machine, uh, it looked like it was just a scary spike on top that you would use to remove someone's eye. So uh, there were two ways to go uh, if you wanted to use that device. But yeah, this was, this was super fun, uh, you know, where obviously Knoxville was not doing, uh, and you know, Knoxville, there was, you know, there was concern about the fact this guy's you know a lot of physical abuse in his life he's had multiple uh, concussions yeah yeah a bad one making jackass forever that has made him say i need to step back from the crazier stunts uh so he was not going to do a and of course he's older so he's not going to be like logan paul or bad bunny uh but play to your strengths uh play to the jackass of it all sammy zane was great and a lot of uh well-deserved love for kevin owens and sammy zane this weekend to you know real life longtime friends excellent wrestlers who haven't been given like, you know, Roman Reigns style, like you're at the top of the, the top of the heap, baby, even though Owens has been champ, uh, but both proved, you know, why they're worth every cent. And they both recently re-signed with WWE uh, in moments where people thought this is their chance to go to AEW. Yeah. And instead, yeah. They, they stuck around with WWE and uh, yeah, performed great this weekend. Uh Sammy should win it, should get into the hall of fame just for this. Like that's it, <laughs> yes. like, just for the, um, so, because at some point Johnny Knoxville is going to go into the celebrity wing, and Sammy's sure. going to have to inter- induct him. But uh, uh, I think Sammy should go in as well. Um, uh, Michael actually wrote in uh, a question. So, Mike from mm-hmm. San Antonio wrote in a question, a wrestling-related WrestleMania question that we've already uh, addressed some of it. So he writes, uh, "Dear We Enjoys, I was curious where the Cody Rhodes of it all lands for you when he left AEW and the rumors started up. I was mostly met about it, even when it was obvious he wasn't going to be Seth's opponent." Um, I still felt like it really wasn't, even when it was obvious he was, sorry, going to be Seth's opponent, I still felt it really wasn't moving the needle. Then his entrance got an all-time pop, and I feel like a real forbidden dork for doubting him. Uh, Secondly, when you're watching up in the press box, I was wondering if you get a live broadcast stream up there. WWE sells so much of their stories through commentary, it seems like it would be important for writing reviews. Yes, so uh, to, to address the second paragraph here first, Mike, Yes, uh, the press box yeah. always has a stream going. Uh, Sometimes for we have to worse, ask them to turn the volume up. For better it. or worse, <laughs> yeah, this year was really good because um, the best situation is the Superdome in New Orleans because the press box is open air. There's no glass. There's no plexiglass. There's no uh, distance from the crowd noise because sometimes press boxes, you have a barrier and you can hear the crowd, but not the full weight of the crowd because you're in a room separate and then sometimes also the feed that's going on that you're getting is on a time delay. And so you'll hear the crowd pop and you won't see what it is on your feed until like two or three seconds later. And it's kind of jarring. This year was actually really good because the the glass, the plexiglass had holes and slits in it so that you could still hear the full crowd noise as well. Uh, and there wasn't a, there was probably a second delay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On our feed. But yes, uh, we always get the commentator feed as well, uh, because you're right. That is important. Because yep. then we're just seeing a live show and that's kind of weird. Uh, so uh, something like WrestleMania, you definitely need it. Uh, and then the, the first part, yeah, um, I think we all were wondering what was going to happen with Cody when he came out. But uh, if uh, and but if anyone was going to get it, it was going to be the WrestleMania crowd, especially with his his song and his entrance and stuff. And, um, you know, I would say there are certainly people who only watch AEW, obviously. Uh, I think the majority watch both or at least keep track of both. Uh, so it's not like he's coming out and be like, what's this Cody Rhodes gimmick? Uh, maybe a few people, but certainly not the majority of everyone. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, you got to get out of here. So let's, 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 <laughs> uh, let's, um, what's left. Oh, uh, so uh, only one women's match on night two, uh, oh, sort of a crowded uh, affair here, but really well done and uh, happy for Sasha Banks and Naomi. Sasha breaking, I think, her WrestleMania streak of always losing at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, she, it was her first win, which is uh, a surprise. Um, uh, but then, yeah, it, it, it's like, oh, no, no, yeah, she just she hasn't had those winning moments at Mania. Uh, yeah, I, I, in no way uh, am I upset about Naomi and Sasha winning, uh, you know, it, even though it's funny that as a, has a, has a tag team, you just wonder how long, how sustainable is this? Because Sasha Banks has is like such a, they keep playing her like, promo package they made just for her they've been playing for the sasha months. banks commercial yeah <laughs> the sasha banks commercial so it, it feels like inevitably they have to split within a few months uh but naomi first of all is great too and had been kind of sidelined for a while uh and so i'm glad to see her back in the spotlight um you know they look like a million bucks uh and it, it was you know they, they took that great picture with bianca backstage with the three of them with their belts um i just want our buddy Liv Morgan to get a goddamn title at some point. <laughs> I know. And then they lost last night on raw. And then it looked like, uh, they setting was, up a was, was, rest. she was, yeah. she was mad at Liv and Liv looked teary eyed and, Oh yeah. Liv yeah. can't catch a break. Uh, maybe that's her story. I don't want Liv, that. To be well, story. no, but that's, I mean, I guess, well, I guess maybe it hasn't been a storyline. They did that whole, like she got like a three twenty four or one of those specials. They did about her about oh, yeah. that year where they were like really not using her. Um, yeah, I mean, her and Rhea are actually going over really well, which is why I hope that they're not splitting them up so quickly. Uh, but yeah, Liv is long overdue for the title. Uh, so I hope she gets it soon. Well, that, they're, they, they're going to face the champs again next week on Raw. So they might break them up for real next week. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But in, in as for the Mania match itself, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, they was kind of cramming everyone in. But uh, it was a fun match. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, it, I, Naomi and Sasha winning was a. Will we ever get a women's title, women's match at WrestleMania that doesn't involve a title? Uh, that's the question. Uh, that's, oh, yeah, the, yeah. that's the next hurdle to, to, to uh, leap over. Uh, Edge versus AJ Styles. Uh, I think we already mentioned the fact that um, it, it never quite kicked uh, into third gear the way we wanted it to. Uh, or first gear. I don't know. At a second. What's the next one? I guess third. I don't know how gears work. <laughs> Um, but, 
the fact that now it's it was all sort of a gateway match to the new brood i don't know what the new thing is called but like because damian priest is now part of edge and they dress all in black and they're all sort of gothic and spooky and sword and sorcery and he got the triple h entrance this year with the crown of uh, the great entrance the throne of fire amazing um uh, his new music is really intense i'll always miss the metalingus but um uh, I, the new one will have to grow on me. It's still, it's still heavy and I, and it, it fits, but um, I'll always pine for the old music. Um, I, I, I hope, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, this was like, you know, more of a, like a classic grappler match. Um, but a, I hope edge, you know, I, it's great. It's been great to have him back, but unfortunately a couple of his like most like sort of pushed matches have not quite, you know, delivered. And also looking at, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Mania as we're talking, this was the longest match of entire, both nights of Mania and easily the longest match of the second night. Um, uh, it was 10 yeah. minutes longer than uh, uh, the Knoxville Zane was the second longest, which is funny. Uh, but so a really long match that unfortunately, like, you know, somewhat by its design, because it was meant to be like, these are two classic wrestlers, um, but yeah, like uh, it, it, it kind of did, uh, I, you know, it didn't, it didn't take the wind out of the sails of the crowd, no. but I think everyone wanted to be more like, hyped I, up I think the part. tone of the match didn't fit the build to the match, which is like, no. I smashed your head in, you want, you know, violent revenge. Uh, and, yeah. you know, and like, they really should like have been a little more intense and maybe had a, a shorter match, especially given the ending was sort of an interference, like uh cheat. That, that was, yeah, that was a really disappointing finish because, uh, it wasn't even Damian Priest attacking AJ when he's outside the ring or something. It was just it was like literally his AJ just like, what's this guy doing here? Wait, hey, like, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you're not supposed to be here that, it, that he was so distracted by Damian Priest's uh, presence. Uh, so, yeah, I wish it had a better finish. Um, OK, uh, the the Sheamus and uh, uh, basically the New Day match that was cut from the first night uh was shoved into the second night it lasted less than two very minutes. shoved yeah yeah they, uh, everyone got to come out to a, a crowd uh but yeah the match lasted less than the end and it was, was very nice new day uh dressing like uh um like biggie uh, oh i didn't see so i have to go back and actually watch they're that. wearing singlets this is when i left on the second night uh okay so, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're wearing biggie style singlets and doing kind of his moves and stuff now i feel so. even worse that they lost in less than two minutes um so uh, then we get into the Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, which um, I wasn't excited for, but they really made it work and a lot of fun. And like, this is one I wasn't like anticipating ahead of time, but they sold me on it. Pat was a lot of fun. He's really talented. I uh, mean, man, that leap from yeah, the mat to the top rope. It's great. Very, I mean, I'd be impressed if anyone did that. I mean, uh, there are wrestlers who can so- do it. It's just nobody thought Pat could, unless I forgot yeah. that he did it in NXT. And uh, uh, which, yeah, you well, would... it's just funny they, because the whole thing of them and look, they, if they're going to do it to Pete Dunn, of course, they're going to do it to Pat McAfee, which is erase anything that happened in NXT. Uh, and especially because like it would show not just Adam Cole, but this guy was in this guy was actually in a war games before, but they couldn't show it because you had Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole in it who are all in AEW now. But right. Um, so the whole the whole the whole build to this, the package for this was all about like you know, giving him a shot in the ring uh, and acting like he actually had not done some impressive stuff in NXT already. So a lot of people are talking after this match because uh, Stone Cold showed up. Uh, 
there was a, a music cue that fooled Vince where he like reacted thinking it was Austin, but it was actually Austin Theory's music. Not, right. and, and so he and, of, and I do like that. We'll never know uh, because uh, people were like, did he, was it a strictly Vince screw up in that he knew he was waiting to hear uh, Steve Austin's music and he'd react. Oh no. And he just heard other music and reacted. Or was it a backstage thing of like play Austin's music and they played Austin Theory's music? Uh, I don't know. I think it was a backstage screw up. But I, everyone's talking about the absolute garbage stunner that Vince took. Uh, rightfully so. It was ridiculous. This guy has never been able to take a stunner. So age has nothing to do with it uh, no. because 20 years ago he was taking uh, stunners. But just it doesn't as help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Uh, they, they, I say credit to the next night's video package. They really edited it to show, like, make it look like he took a real stunner. Nice. Uh, but uh, there were everyone's, but no, you know, not enough people are talking about the two amazing stunners taken by Austin Theory, who has now broken Scott Hull's WrestleMania stunner vertical uh, for bounce up. And then uh, Pat McAfee's Shane McMahon beer spit stunner, uh, which was, uh, were both off- awesome. Also, after uh, Stone Cold gave Vince the, that awful vile stunner immediately uh austin laughed his ass off he came up from that laughing so hard because he's like god damn this guy has like still takes stunners like an absolute (laughs) sack of moldy potatoes like like nothing is improved same old vince like oh yeah and everyone had fun uh uh you know, just uh, uh, having a field day, uh, joking about it. I mean, uh, Mick Foley uh, posted a video that his son filmed of him just losing it, laughing himself after Vince's terrible stunner. Uh, yeah, because it's just fun again. Because it's like it's not like it's not like Vince took cla- amazing stunners all his life. No, and no, now no, because no. he's old, he's taking a shit one. That would be kind of sad. It it's like oh, now we're beating up on the elderly. It's that this is all this is the tradition. It's like the tradition of this looking so awful that the video editors have to uh, bend over backwards the next day to make it look like something believable. Um, uh, you uh, mentioned uh, who were you mentioning that Austin Theory outdid in the stunner reaction? Scott Hall's WrestleMania uh, stunner. Okay, because I'd always seen though. There's that great one of The Rock. You know, oh yeah, The Rock does a one where he goes back and then flips over onto yeah. his stomach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott Hall, though, just does a straight, and I think he's taken it twice uh, that you can find easily, especially at WrestleMania, where he just goes down and then jumps up high in the air and falls back on his back. So um, uh, that sounds great. I will look for that. But yeah, but both Theory and McAfee uh, bookending the terrible, uh, you know, taking of the stunner with great ones. And then McAfee did give us an extra gift of a <laughs> gift. Of a gift. Or even um, just a still picture, but yeah, like yeah, it doesn't matter how you see it. A really hysterical moment where they cut to him laying on the ground, still stunned, but but pouring beer. Never like, too like, stunned. Like he just he can't stop and, pouring and the beer. Ribbon, I guess. Yeah, um, it was legitimately hysterical. I thought that was very very funny. All right, uh, we already talked about the the Sunday night main event. Uh, the right person won. I was rooting for Roman. I was expecting Brock rooting for Roman. Uh, still very, very surprised that they let Roman Reigns uh, celebration on raw go uninterrupted or, uh, or basically just let it be uninteresting. Uh, I did not feel felt like a regular raw, I guess not a Monday after raw, but that's what uh, WWE is these days. So, all right. That was WrestleMania. Anything well, you want to add? Before well, we yeah, no, just, I know we already talked about Roman versus Brock. Yeah. Uh, just to say that, um, 
yeah, you know, it was it was amazing to see such different energy like you've talked about, uh, especially versus that last time where just everyone was so checked out. It really goes to show you that as much as you can be like Roman versus Brock again, and there's legit to gripe about that at Mania. Um, that you can revitalize things by, you know, because these guys are such different characters and bringing something different to the table, both of them to their credit. The match itself was just an okay match, um, you know, all things considered, uh, but it's I still was just impressed given uh, what a, like, checked out uh, crowd we we last saw these guys. Oh my God, yeah. In front of. Like, no beach balls being bounced this time, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And no chance, uh, just everyone's super into it. Uh, but also just that they they've you know it, yeah like you mentioned raw did you know raw uh quadrupled down on it but you know tripling down on just roman is a do- the dominant force here roman wins uh yeah there was some talk that they might have done a quicker finish than they meant to because roman was hurt a little bit um and so maybe they ended that a few minutes earlier um but uh yeah he still get, gets this huge win uh unifies the titles for the time being we'll see how long that lasts or what they decide to do um but also, you know, there was some, you know, wondering chatter. Everyone, we always, you know, try to speculate. It's like, because there's so much, it's just pure speculation that like, will Roman and Rock face each other at Mania next year simply versus the fact that it's in LA and it would be a natural place to go with the guy saying, I'm the head of the table. I'm the one who's like the basically ruling this family is to bring his more famous family member in. But we don't know if Rock's going to wrestle again. Uh, and I did think people were getting as much as I hoped that would be true, that Rock could show up at the end because I exciting. can't. But the fact that like people were like literally insulting Rock on uh, in, on on social media, like like you coward, you. Ah, oh, I didn't like, see that. They, they were, of course, they were. they were coming at the Rock like, I can't believe you didn't show up. Like, I can't believe you didn't do the thing that I alone. You like, never promised. You never did anything. And I also I only built I, this up in my own mind and you let me down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I also the other the, the one reason that a lot of people were saying I bet Rock is here or I'm sure Rock is here was because his mom was there. Guys, his mom goes to a lot of things without him. Uh, first of all, she's a grown ass woman who can do that. Second of all, she's been a part connected to the wrestling business before he was born because her husband was a part of it. She's just, you know, going to be at some wrestling events and he won't necessarily be there. Uh, he doesn't need to be there. Rock's mom, Rock's mom. Rock. <laughs> what if she came out? She came out. <laughs> would that have satisfied people? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that would be. That or, would be or his daughter who's training. Rock's daughter, Rock's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, both would be wonderful. Everyone, everyone in his family comes out except him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, yeah every single member. So, uh, like, yeah. in anticipation of LA and maybe Rock versus Roman, does he keep the belt for a whole year? Right. right. Also, how long does he keep both belts? How long before they split these titles? Because uh, Raw and Becky, SmackDown was, are with Becky, it was pretty quick, right? But uh, but didn't... like also because Raw and SmackDown are on different networks and they need separate champions. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyway, overall, uh, yeah, very much enjoyed this mania. Uh, the, the, the highlights were high and the low lights were not egregious. Uh, and yeah, I thought, uh, it, it, there was a lot, lot to really dig this time. All right. Uh, that has been, we enjoy wrestling for now until uh, summer slam. I, I don't we'll know. See. We'll, see. we'll <laughs> see what happens. We'll see, uh, if anything notable happens that draws us out of the woodwork and into another, we enjoy wrestling podcast. Uh, maybe I'll do one for double or nothing. I don't know. That's the next big pay-per-view on the horizon, but let's see what, what the, what, let's see what the stars have in line for us. Um, until next time, everything is possible, but nothing is real. And Shockman, same sign off, same sign off on both shows.
That's right. Shockma! credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.